St. Teresa tells us to expedite our faults is the first object in mental prayer. Although it appears to us that we have no imperfections, still when God opens the eyes of the soul, as he usually does in prayer, our imperfections are clearly seen. Before prayer, endeavour to realise whose presence you are approaching and to whom you are about to speak, keeping in mind whom you are addressing. Welcome to the Meditation and Mental Prayer podcast, Catholics Talking to God. Today we'll consider the presence of God and how to place ourselves in the presence of God. In Search of God Mental prayer begins with the practice of the presence of God. I'm sure like me, when you were young, you learned your catechism and the first question was, where is God? In the Baltimore Catechism, the answer is short and to the point. It states, God is everywhere. However, in our Irish Penny Catechism, it added, but in a special way, he is in heaven, where he is seen by the angels and saints. I sort of feel this proviso is important because how our modern world loves pantheism and their belief that God is in a tree makes a tree God. That's heresy, of course. But where is God? God is everywhere, but in a special way he is in heaven, where he's seen by the angels and saints. The next question the Penny Catechism asks is, if God is everywhere, why do we not see him? And the answer, we do not see God because he is a pure spirit and cannot be seen with bodily eyes. The next question in our Irish Penny Catechism was, does God see us? And the answer, God sees us and watches over us. Don't you just love that sentence? It does the heart good to ponder on it. Then we come to the question, does God know all things? The answer, God knows all things, even our most secret thoughts, words and actions. Jesus has told us in the Gospels that on Judgment Day, every one of our idle words will be judged by God, which of course means he is aware of them, very aware. Jesus also tells us that our Heavenly Father knows how many hairs we have on our head and that not one sparrow falls to the ground that he isn't aware of and we are more important than many sparrows. Remember God says to us, I knew you before I formed you in the womb. So we can conclude with certainty that God is present all around us. He is aware of our every motive and that's the scary thing. The little catechism leads us to understand a very important concept that shows the great link between God and ourselves when it asks, What is man? The answer, Man is a creature composed of body and soul and made to the image and likeness of God. The next question asks, How is the soul like to God? And the answer, The soul is like God because it is spirit that will never die and has understanding and free will. Of course, the all-important question is this. Why did God make you? And the answer, God made me to know him, to love him, and to serve him in this world, and to be happy with him forever in the next. And that, dear listener, is the reason for doing mental prayer. 
Knowing that God continually watches over us is called divine providence. If we recall this little phrase and just repeat it either silently or quietly to ourselves during the day, say it on moments just, we can call God's presence to mind. Be aware of divine providence. God is not just a watcher watching over us. His looking, his seeing is alive because God is being that imparts all being, all life to others. I recall at school the nuns telling us that if God forgot about us, for an instance, we would cease to be. And in those days that didn't need to be questioned because it just made sense. Somehow it was just obvious to us. Now the wee catechism asks us, which should be taken care of the most, our body or our soul? And of course the answer is, we must take care of our soul more than our body. And why would that be? Well, because in losing our soul, we lose God and everlasting happiness. Let's look now at the New Testament, in particular Luke chapter 17 verse 21. And being asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, Behold here, or behold there, for lo, the kingdom of God is within you. We need to pause and consider that, especially when we begin our meditation. We need to concentrate, focus on those words of our Lord, for lo, the kingdom of God is within you. And that is what St. Teresa of Avila wanted us to know, for she had discovered that indeed the kingdom of God was within her. She saw it as a castle with many rooms, and the centre where God sat the throne room. And we would be well to do the same, to focus on God within us. St. Paul in Galatians chapter 2.20 says, And I live, not I, but Christ liveth in me, and that I live now in the flesh. I live in the faith of the Son of God who loved me and delivered himself for me. So we can see St. Paul looking at the fact that Christ lives in him. A good piece to meditate on is St. Luke chapter 12, verse 28. And there came one of the scribes that had heard him reasoning together, and seeing that he had answered them well, asked him, which was the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first commandment of all is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with thy whole heart, with thy whole soul and with thy whole mind and with thy whole strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like to it. Thou shalt love thy neighbour as thyself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said to him, Well, master, thou hast said in truth that there is one God and there is no other besides him and that he should be loved with the whole heart and with the whole understanding and with the whole soul and with the whole strength and to love one's neighbour as oneself is the greater thing than all the holocausts and sacrifices. And Jesus, seeing that he had answered wisely, said to him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. And no man after that dost ask him any question. All the pieces that I've read can be used in meditation. They'll be in the show notes. I think one of the verse, um, you might have to start a little bit earlier in that, a piece from Luke. 
but it'll be, they'll be in the show notes anyway. St. Teresa Vivilla says, If a soul wishes to speak with its father and enjoy his company, it does not have to leave. And so she tells us that a soul needs no wing to go in search of him, but only to find a place where it can be alone and look upon him present within itself. Now, I don't know about you, but certainly for the better part of my life, when I would turn to prayer, I would look into the sky. And indeed, I like I find that looking up, I could focus on the prayer much better. And I found that when I had gone off focus and suddenly realised it had gone off focus, also my head had lowered. And I thought that was interesting, especially when you take it that the Israelites kept winning their battle all the while they could see Moses with his hands raised in prayer. So there is something about lifting up the heart and mind away from the everyday. Having said that now, we're looking at something different. We're looking at meditation, mental prayer, and finding God within and being in the presence of God, who is not just in the sky. Most of all, he's in our hearts. We must realise that his presence is all. And this is something for contemplation. The path to becoming totally present in the presence of God consists in renouncing everything that we know does not lead to God. That we accustom ourselves to constant conversation with God. And it must be a simple thing, a humble thing. We just need to recognise that God is there and address him intimately. That is, with our own words, our own thoughts, our own life and what's happening in our lives. That's what being intimate with God means. It's all our little secrets. And we ask his assistance, his help, that we might know his will. And if we're doubtful, we keep on asking, what do you want of me? And we offer to him everything we do and everything we have done. St. Teresa assures us mental prayer means loving God and knowing, understanding and experiencing his love for us. As St. Teresa assures us, mental prayer means loving God and knowing, understanding and experiencing his love for us. And so we carry out even the most mundane daily tasks, not to please any person, but instead for pure love of God. At first this may not be so easy, And more often than not, we completely forget about this goal. But keep going and keep trying because this is a way to bring the kingdom within you. It sanctifies your mind, your emotions and your actions. Teach yourself and learn by repetition to stop during the day. You've said your mental prayer in the morning. You've experienced what Jesus wants for you. Now the day is his. Be careful when you carry out an action that a part of your brain isn't looking for another human being to approve of what you're doing. If it does, cancel it, mea culpa, and turn then to God. You know, we often need reassurance that God loves the trivial things in our lives. I know many people who cannot bring themselves to believe that God would bother to be interested in them. Jesus said every idle word would be judged by God. That doesn't resonate with them. 
So let's look at some other Bible evidence of God's detailed care of his children on earth. These words in Deuteronomy chapter 12 verse 6 to 9 were spoken to God's children. This is Moses speaking to the people. Because thou art a holy people to the Lord thy God, the Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be his particular people of all peoples that are upon the earth. Not because you surpass all nations in number is the Lord joined unto you and hath chosen you, for you are the fewest of any people. But because the Lord hath loved you and hath kept his oath, which he swore to your fathers and hath brought you out of a strong hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage out of the hand of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And thou shalt know that the Lord thy God, he is strong and faithful. And thou shalt know that the Lord thy God, he is a strong and faithful God, keeping his covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandments unto a thousand generations. Zephariah 3, 600 BC before Christ. Chapter 3, verse 17. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with gladness. He will be silent in his love. He will be joyful over thee in praise. And finally, for our morning prayer, a word of reassurance. I love them that love me, and they that in the morning early watch for me, shall find me, placing yourself in the presence of God. Actively realise that the presence of God is all around you. Outside, look at the whole picture before you, the trees, grass, clouds. Know that God permeates them all. He is everywhere at once. He is there through his love and knowledge of all his created things. Before you begin your meditation, see this same holy presence in the room all around you. God's presence is more than just being. His presence is the essence that keeps all things in reality. It's not that the world swirls around inside God. No, God has command of it all. God oversees it. All things belong to him. He created all. You belong to him. The supreme being knows and loves you intimately. And please, I would ask you just these few seconds that you would adore the supreme being. For I recall being in a professional meeting one day and when it was over we were having coffee. And whatever the conversation was, I mentioned the supreme being. And the man who was the senior, the most senior of us all, and who had professional power over us, went mad. He started banging and banging the table and shouting and throwing himself forward, shouting, there is no supreme being. There is no supreme being. Everybody was struck to silence, believe me. And there were quite a number of people in the room. No one said anything. They just stared wide-eyed. So knowing that there are so many people out there that would shout the same, we need to observe the supreme being. But more than that, we have to know that we only exist to adore the supreme being, to worship the supreme being, not as an outside entity or something we can turn to, 
No. We have to know that we live in his presence. We live because he knows about us. And that's the thing that has to permeate our whole being. A knowledge and understanding of who this God is and his relationship to us, which is not like any other. All other relationships are separated from us, but the relationship between us and God, it's just a total relationship. Whatever that means in our Politry, little earth, English words. All God's attributes are present in his presence. That's a lovely one to contemplate. All God's attributes are present in his presence. He has wisdom of every minuscule atom of every living thing in the world. God is present in his providence in that he provides existence for all. This providence isn't just something God does. He is providence. God is nearer to us than the air we breathe. That's not just a saying. Not only is he nearer to us in the air we breathe, he was waiting there before you took and I took our first breath. Gently, effortlessly watch all this. Focus on it. Enjoy it. Enjoy God's holy presence. Instead of looking outward, centre your attention within your body, in the region of your heart, realising it is His presence in your heart that keeps it beating. His presence there keeps you alive in this world and translates into the spiritual realm when you leave through death. In like manner, David calls God the strength of my heart. The presence of Jesus as a friend. Every time during the day when you discover you are talking in your imagination to a friend, replace the image of your friend with that of Jesus. Tell it to him instead. We have to accustom ourselves to pray in all places and at all times. The real place to pray is in the soul, for God dwells there. If we wish to obey our Lord's counsel when we pray, We should enter the chamber of our soul, close the door and speak to the Father, whose loving eyes seek ever our own. This inner chamber of our soul is the true temple, the sacred sanctuary, and we carry it with us and can at any time either remain there or quickly return to it should we leave. So now we have an idea of how to bring ourselves into the presence of God. It's about an awareness, being painfully aware of the existence of the Supreme Being enveloping us. It's about focusing on this Supreme Being. Now we must address ourselves as humble subjects to this Being who created us. There is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. We know and believe in the Trinity, especially from the words in St. John's Gospel, where he says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was made nothing that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. I really hope you enjoyed this episode about placing our awareness in the presence of God. At this time, when it seems Satan is winning in our world, It is more important than ever to step up. Prayer and love and adoration of the Most High God is our most searing weapon against him. Members of the Church Militant on Earth, let's fight and win. 
let's become holy. So, I hope you'll join me next week when I'll be answering questions on the topic of meditation and mental prayer. Thank you very much and God bless.